Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. He's a husband, he's a priest, he's a missionary, he's a preacher, he's a lover, he's a fighter, he's a bald guy just like me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to bring to Kingdom Stories from Down Under a good friend, a wonderful partner in the Ministry of Reconciliation, Dr. Hock Chow. Dr. Hock, or I'll just call you Hock yes. as a mate. Uh, we're doing this in Australia. If we were doing this in Asia, I would have to call you Dr. Hock. Oh. But here in Hock Australia, too. we're a lot yes. more relaxed. Yes. And, you know, because we're bold guys, we can be That's right. quite, Absolutely. quite, yeah. quite kind to each other. Yeah. Thanks for coming, eh? Many thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I missed you. You're a hard man to get hold of. <laughs> Does what are mean, you doing every day? Does that mean I don't answer my pay, my phone and my email? <laughs> well, it's always good that your wife is very attentive she's much to that. More, she's much more efficient, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, that's yeah. good. Um, medical doctor, mm-hmm. what do you specialize in? In dermatology. Dermatology. So of the skin, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So you know the dangers of uh, having this haircut. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the benefits. <laughs> so no you know, dandruff? No dandruff. No white hair? When people at COVID, they can't go to the barber, I'm set. I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> so, In fact, yeah. when we walk past barber shops, they really curse us, you know? Yes. <laughs> we don't, don't like give them us. business. No. No. Yes. But every now and then, it's good to go in for a, a bit of a brush and polish. Tidy up, yes. <laughs> okay. Dermatology, big business in Australia, very important because we live in this strange land where, you know, when people land here in Australia, when mm-hmm. my friends come from Europe or from anywhere, I said, I say, always say to them, you don't play with your things here. You don't play with the police. Mm-hmm. They will find you. You can't get away. You know, five <laughs> yeah. k's over there, you'll yes, get a fine, yes. you get a ticket. And I said to them, you don't play with the sun. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean you don't play with the sun? I said, 20 minutes in the Australian sun, you will fry. Yes. They don't believe me. Yeah. They go to the beach and they come back, you know, I'm already waiting with the aloe vera for the <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So we, we do live in a very strange, uh, sun-affected place. Mm. But ironically, obviously, a lot of people love the sun. Yes. And you can see why, but... Um, it's, well, the sun is good for you. It is good for us, yeah. It's a matter of balance and getting the right amount, yeah. But you're right. I mean, I'm born in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and uh, when we first came here, you know, you walked in in the summer, it's like walking into an oven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We were used to heat, or we think we're used to the heat yes. in Malaysia. It's hot and it's heat. It's different. It's hot But it's human. different. It's yeah. a different heat, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And the, obviously the UV rays are not as strong there. That's right. There's yeah, a lot more yeah. overcast. There's not the ozone layer. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what made you go into this direction, specializing in dermatology? Yeah, I, it wasn't something that came to me straight away. Um, after I graduated from University of WA, I worked in the hospitals. So what were you doing? Uh, uh, so surgery? My, no, my basics are medical school in the yeah. University of Western Australia. So I was doing as a junior staff in okay. the hospitals. Yeah. 
Um, and then general it's medicine, general medicine, a bit of emergency, mm-hmm. the whole mix of things. Okay. Um, and then it struck me that there were certain things I did not like. Yes. And there's no disrespect to anyone in these specialties. Yes. I knew that I did not like psychiatry because I was not patient enough. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> not patient enough to hear people's <laughs> yeah. um, story in, in that sort of depth and complexity. Yes. I knew that I didn't like um, major surgery because if I stared for eight hours, my neck and my back and my feet will hurt too much. <laughs> I didn't want to use grinders. In the- that's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, not obstetrics, gynecology because emergencies. 24-7. You know, babies pop at two in the morning. Not my thing. Yeah, a lot of blood. Yes, that's right. And it struck me that look, dermatology being the largest organ of the body. Yeah, people underestimate it. Affects, uh, you know, has a lot of things that affect it. And the beauty about dermatology for me is that it has a nice mix of medical, surgical and aesthetics practice. So yeah. the medical things, you know, creams and medications are used. Yeah. We do a little bit of surgery with skin cancers yeah. and small surgery, not big. Yeah. And then there's the aesthetic part. It's not very interesting. So, so the, it's quite a varied sort of thing. So over the course of the day, you do a bit of this, a bit of that. And I just find that that you know, keeps me on my toes and keeps it interesting. The yeah. skin is a vital organ. Absolutely, yeah. Often neglected. I mean, I, I know people look at the skin more as a cosmetic issue or, you know, care. Yes. But, you know, we absorb through the skin, we release through the skin, so much happens through the skin. And, you know, it's vital for to regulate our metabolism, our heat. Yeah. And it's very apparent if someone has thick, um, extensive third degree burns. If yes. Or what we see, we don't see the burns on because that's more sort of burns unit. Yes. But we see those who react to medications. Yeah. And they have this sort of top-to-toe sheeting of the skin. Yeah. It's a one of our few dermatological emergencies. Yeah. Um, and they have to be stabilized very promptly yeah, mm. because there's a high mortality rate. Wow. So it just shows how important the skin is. And obviously skin cancer in Australia, yes, massive, massive issue. But thankfully, with the really concerted effort of public education They've done a over good job. decades... Um, Australia really leads the way in terms of people's awareness, the public's awareness of what's a skin cancer, what to look for, and yeah. to seek appropriate um, attention. And I think people are checking their malls yes, more frequently right. now. They don't let it linger. Uh, I mean, you see even tradesmen on sites, they wear hats. Absolutely. They, oh, know, they, a, they've taken it's, such a proactive right. approach. Yeah, and it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Now with COVID-19, um, Touching obviously has become a non no go, mm-hmm. and we are touchy people, you know. And yes. we are. I think the world is being a little bit deprived of that human touch. I believe so. Yeah. So as a skin specialist, um, just run us a little bit through the idea. I know that the first of human um, senses is the the touch. That's why. The golden hour is there when the baby's born yes, yes. to make that bond with yes, the mum. Yes. And uh, the first security that they get is through that skin touch. Yes. Yeah. How important is touch? Very important. And I'd just like to relate a, a story. This many years ago, um, a lady, a very be- really beautiful, dignified lady came. She was the wife of a very eminent um, professor in town. 
um, she came, she had some trouble with her hands and so she came, I talked to her and I examined her hands as I would normally do yeah. and she was in tears and I thought, yeah. I, I thought I'd hurt her and oh dear, I've hurt the professor's wife, that's not a good sign. Yeah. And she said, no, she said, Hawk, do you know that she's seen quite a number of specialists? Yes. And she said that you are the first one to actually touch my hands, even though it had, you know, yeah. problems to it. To me, I wasn't no brain. I always do that because to me, it's very important. And it wasn't touch. gloves. You weren't wearing gloves. No, it was safe to do that yes, at the time, you know, obviously. Um, and that really hit home to me how important the touch is. Yeah. And... Um, Yes, COVID has brought its challenges, but I think with being sensible with gloves, even through gloves, you know, you can still touch and actually have to sure. transmit that yeah, care and, that and the love. And, and, and that's very important. That's very important. Um, yeah. When I wrote this book, 19 COVID Lessons the Church Cannot Ignore, mm-hmm. I actually, I had, there's a chapter in there restoring the human touch. Yes. And I believe that the church has a responsibility yes. to help people restore. And this hit me, I visited um, a lady, a senior lady in her 90s, and she was caring for her son Mm -hmm. who had multiple sclerosis. They were living in a unit, uh, a small unit, and she didn't pay much attention. She would just stay in pajamas during the day because they only had, you know, care providers coming through. So, and I went to visit them, spent some time with them, and I used to go and visit them maybe every six to eight weeks. Mm And um, one day when I visited them, I uh, reached out to her and she was in her 90s and I kissed her on the forehead Mm. and she cried and she Mm. wept. Yes. And she held my hand and she said, Nathaniel, she said, it's been 10 years since somebody kissed me. Mm. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? To know that. So yeah. I've just realized how important yes. that human touch is and the skin connection. Mm. And, you know, since then, even when my children come and hug me and, or they, you know, they want to cuddle or they mm. sit on me or, you know, they just say, dad, massage me or dad, mm. put your hand on my back. Yes, yeah. I, I don't, I'm so connected now with mm. that reality. Mm. Whereas before would have been, what do you want to be touched for? Or, yeah, come on, you know. Now I, I take joy in doing that yes, yeah. because it's a connecting point. It's a powerful connecting point. And I've realized how much this tactile, uh, you know, connection mm. matters. It, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I see quite a lot of um, elderly individuals. A lot of them live on their own. And, you know, as you say, they don't yeah. have the opportunity for touch and they'll come and I might want to see them again in you know, six months' time, yeah. and um, not not in any f- forced, false way. But yeah. I usually, sort of, grab, I'll see you in six months, yeah. and somehow, rather than say, "Oh, we'll see you in six months," and open yeah. the door, I sort of hold their hand somewhere, you know, yeah. um, and I say, "I'll see you in six months." You know, take care, and somehow that actually does something. Confidence. Yeah, yeah it does something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've also remembered quite a number of individuals who have widespread in cancers you know with yeah. secondaries and and I, and one would say what's the point of doing a skin check you know if they, their 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 outlook is so poor but I almost always do because that's saying to them 
I expect to see that speaking life into yeah. you. Yeah. And You're saying, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in three months' time. Yeah. And say, oh, I don't know, guys. I'll see you in three months. You know, take care. And yeah. That, yeah, that That's does beautiful. make a difference. It's a ministry. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. absolutely beautiful. I don't think people realize, uh, I've, I've also found out that there are therapies. There's hair stroking therapy. Yes, yeah. And there's yes. people that come, you know, they come just to touch you and yes. hold your hand. That's right. It's, yeah. a, it's a therapy. Yeah. It's a therapy. That's so right. the skin yeah. is so, so, so important. Yes. And we can't neglect it. It's, it's interesting. Uh, for me, it was fascinating. Mm. And especially COVID, as I said, has yes. brought this yes. more awareness to That's me. Right. Yeah. And I thought, you know, how important this is. Which is, um, and you are at the forefront of that. Mm. Uh, you grew up in Malaysia, you said. That's right. How old were you when you came to Australia? So I completed my primary school there and then my family moved. So about there. 10, 11, 12? Yes, 10, 10, yeah. Yes. So, what part of Malaysia did you grow up in? I'm from a mining, tin mining town called Ipoh. Ipoh, which okay. is west. Called, yes, on the west coast, somewhere between the capital city Kuala Lumpur and Penang, the island yeah. on the west coast. Yeah. yeah. So, it used to be quite a booming town when tin prices were good, and then mm-hmm. it went into doldrums for decades, really. So, there wasn't much there. Was um, your dad in, in that engineering? No, he or? wasn't. No, he wasn't. Um, but really, what prompted Two things really prompted us to come here. One was the, um, as a Chinese, we are considered we are in a minority group in yes. Malaysia, yes. 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 and so there was sort of systematic bias, yes. as it were, against minorities. And uh, I think uh, Mum particularly decided, oh, this hawk is. He's not going to make it yeah. <laughs> in Malaysia. He's not smart enough. A lot of them so, did move to Penang. Yes, yeah. Penang became more Chinese. That's right, exactly. So, um, you know, as God opened the way, we had the opportunity to come move here to, to, to um, live. Um, looking back, it's really, you know, example after example of God's faithfulness. Yeah. How, how many brothers and sisters? I only have one older brother. We okay. came... Is we came, the other reason why we also moved was because at the age of about 10, my parents um, separated and my dad decided to leave for his rather unwise decisions to make, to leave the family. Mm-hmm. So, um, so your mum migrated by herself? Yes, yeah. yeah with both of your sons? Bo- yeah. And did she remarry in Australia? No, 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 no she didn't. Yeah. Wow, what a woman. She's... Remarkable woman. <laughs> yeah, so she basically single-handedly um, raised you. raised the two of us. Yeah. Was she a woman of faith in Malaysia? Yes, she was, but she made a personal commitment. I think um, when we went here in Perth, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had sort of, I went to a Catholic school, in a primary school, and we went to a Catholic sort of mass and yes. sort of thing. So, I guess one would call us nominal sort of Christians and didn't have that personal relationship with Christ. Um, I came here and I went to a Methodist school. Not the ladies Methodist school. No, 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 no. (laughs) You wouldn't have passed. A a boys Methodist school. Is there such? Well, Wesley, I suppose. Oh, Wesley College, yeah. and then ended up in a Pentecostal church. So <laughs> how did you end up? Uh, what happened? Well, our neighbors actually, um, lovely couple Eric and Lucilla, they were our neighbors, and they had just started being part of this fellowship. We just only just started. This was back in the late eighties. Which area were you in? In terms of uh, suburb. Okay, so we were living near Garden City. Okay, yeah, sure. so we, we've always been south of the river. Yeah. 
Um, so we, um, so they said, oh, come along to this, you know, sort of church. How old were about. you? Uh, I was then in university. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we went along and I thought all of them had smoked something. Because they were going, <laughs> hallelujah, praise the Lord, shouting and everything. So they would be charismatic. Very charismatic. And I don't think I went back for about six months. I was, yeah. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. But they were so happy. There was such joy on their, on their faces. Okay. So eventually um, I did go back uh, with mum and my brother and we joined a home group like a, a yes. connect group and uh, it was actually there I don't actually remember when I actually re- the moment I received Christ it was more progressive then it was progressive Eastern. because I've been to you know sort of Catholic yeah. I know that's most of the you know some of the stories of the Bible yeah. but obviously didn't have that personal commitment and, and revelation so somewhere along the line it was starting to attend this happy clappy group <laughs> um, I made the commitment and what was interesting was we were in one of the um, connect group um, meetings in a play yes. in, in a home and they were saying oh just, let's just smoke, go into small groups and pray yeah. and discuss and I was not really thinking about anything I just had my eyes closed and so on and just next thing I knew I started speaking in heavenly language Whoa. I didn't know anything about the heavenly no. language. I didn't ask for it, but God, in His grace and faithfulness, uh, gave it to me. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So you ended up a happy clappy. I ended up happy clappy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been any other way. <laughs> but if people ask me now, um, what I, I don't like, you know, to be described is with denomination. Of course. And, um, I think the best description that I've come across that I would ascribe to is I'm messianic. Okay. Because I believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and he of will course. come again. Yeah. I call myself messianic. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good. Well, we are Christians, we are messianic. That's we, right. we believe in yes. Christ as the Messiah, the Christ. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Um, you also engaged in ministry. Um, as you were doing, obviously, the uh, medicine, mm-hmm. and you did mission work. You traveled extensively to do a ministry overseas, both and here, but also overseas. Yes. How did that start? Um, the first one was really to um, a place in Malaysia, in East Malaysia, in Sabah. Yeah. And we, a group of us went to minister to a small group of indigenous youth. Mm-hmm. And one of the local churches had set up a um, a hostel for them. Yes. Because these youth are from very remote um, town or villages. villages yes. And basically subsistence farming yeah. type of background. And they could attend primary school, but there's no secondary school sure. within commuting distance. So this school set up a hostel with a warden and they came to town, did their school high schooling there. And we thought that was such a great ministry. It was... Um, um, and we got started, and that really gave me um, an excitement about looking out, you know. Yeah. It's important to have a local church base. What, uh, what island was this on? It was in, it was no, two hours north of Kota Kinabalu. So okay. we, on the mainland. On, main, on yeah, Borneo. Yeah, in Borneo. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, God, I didn't set out that way, I don't think, but um, God's given me a heart for young people. Beautiful. Um, and to come alongside them. Mm. Um, to walk and discover Christ and develop for Him. Nice. 
So this really fitted the bill when I saw these wonderful young... Uh, and you came back? Came back, yeah. And we were very um, impacted, really, mm. and um, felt that we are so blessed here, as you sure. well know. And, and uh, we thought what little, even a little goes a long way yeah. in, those, in those sort of situations. And then um, our good mutual friend, Russell Sage, took me to Sri Lanka. He said, you're coming. Yes, very, very <laughs> and when the prophet says that, you don't argue. No, <laughs> you, no. you just say, okay, I'll carry your back, Russell. And so we go. So I've been quite a few times there and uh, in India and yeah, in other yeah. places. I love it. It's yeah. really um, and usually God opens the way for young people to to for me to interact with, and it's and on the local front here. In the local front, I've um, sort of connected with other local youth and youth leaders. Yes, that's sort of my. Um, Soft sort of king, spot. Yeah, soft spot. And I suppose, in a way, a kingdom assi- um, assignment, I think, to come alongside them. Yeah. Um, tell me a story of somebody that's, uh, you know, from zero to hero, somebody that had no chance and you walked alongside them. Well, one of them is uh, you would be very familiar with the Ministry Compassion. Yes. So he was responsible three children. Yes, in, yeah. in, in Indonesia. All oh, right, okay. Yes. Yeah. So this particular amazing young man, his name is Kalissa. He's from Rwanda, mm-hmm. Kigali, and so you know he was sort of assigned, you know, as they do. They just you know, interested in sponsoring here, have this child sort of thing. So this was um, about uh, twelve years ago, quite quite a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we saw him grow up and so on. And then when the official sponsorship, um, or during the time they were still sponsoring him, yeah. we had the opportunity to go on a compassion field trip to Rwanda. Yes. And we got to meet him. Mm-hmm. And that was really such a special moment. Um, and we've been back and we've met him again. And when the, when the sponsorship finished, yes. um, we were, had the opportunity to... Um, to encourage him and support him to go to do postgraduate studies. So he went through university Already. in Rwanda. Wow. And now he's in Sweden doing postgraduate studies. And we are still in so you're still journeying with him? Still journeying with him, yeah. And it's, that is amazing. So it's really... So that's what, 12, 14 years? Oh, yes, yeah, at least, yes. yes. That's tremendous. And uh, it's such a joy every time we get to talk or WhatsApp or whatever. It's, uh, it's great, beautiful. yeah. And locally, do you have anyone that... Uh... Um, I mean, he's not from a disadvantaged um, family, but uh, I remember his name is Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, he came when he was a 15-year-old yes. to our youth group, because at that yes. time I was sort of like a youth pastor. Yes. Um, quite a shy, young, you know, 15-year-old. Yeah. We got chatting and so on, and then he came into my boys' discipleship group yes. and so, saw him grow and develop into a man. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's in partly because of me or in spite of me, he he decided to study medicine, and subsequently he's just graduated as a consultant dermatologist. Whoa! And uh, he he works at our practice. Now he's just joined our practice. 
He works with you. Yes, with with me. Yes, yeah. Wonderful. So that's another, that is a beautiful. That's story. also the sort of the merging of marketplace and yeah. church. Sort of uh, that's a nice story for me. That as well. is absolutely yeah. beautiful. Mm. Just to come along somebody and disciple them. And, and it's just yeah. It's I just, think the what I like about all you know what you're sharing here is that your commitment was not just as a as a teacher. And it wasn't just a short term, you know, I'll see you once a week when I study or once yes. a fortnight. You know, your commitment was long term. You, you had a heart for him. Yes. And yeah. as soon as he had a heart for you, that was, your commitment was for as long as he wanted to keep that yes, relationship. that's right. So yes, yeah. if you were there, if he was there yes. in that relationship. Yes, that's right. So basically, yeah. if he was yeah. ready to work at that, mm-hmm. you were cheering yeah, him on. Yeah, it's a two-way, yeah, yeah. reciprocity. Which is beautiful yeah. because... This is not a handover. This is not a finishing line. There's no finishing line. No, no. It's, you know, I'm committed to your journey for as long as you want to journey with me. Yes, yeah. I think that's beautiful because a lot of people don't have the maturity to doing that. That, that scares them. True, it can be very challenging and certainly has been at times. But I, out of all that, I really treasure these uh, well, this is how you make somebody. This is how we, we become something. Mm. Is if somebody journeys with us and believes in us yes. and allows us to make mistakes That's and right. you know confronts yeah. us yeah. and you know gives us that feedback. That's right. You know, yeah. and uh, we give them permission to speak into our That's lives. Right. And At the same time, we know that we are loved by that person. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of a safe place. Yeah. Sort of thing. I think that's beautiful because I've had the privilege of having people like that in my life. Not many, mm. but I had a handful of those people in my life. Yes. I tell you what, you, you go much further absolutely. faster. Absolutely. You know, you avoid so many things and they do, they make the path easier for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they also, they're only a phone call away. Mm. You know, those challenges, exactly. you can bounce yeah. off ideas, yeah. they pray for you, they support you. And I think to have that confidant, uh, on the journey is vital and you capture that really yes. well yeah it's good. Um, how did you meet uh, Mabel? Um, we, we were in the same um, local church and I always okay. tell the young people the best place to find your life partner <laughs> is the local church <laughs> I, I met my wife in church yes. too so, so um, we were in this sort of young adults uh, fellowship and uh, we, you know, we and as God had it we were in the same connect group and we were, um, we became friends and good friends well before we sort of uh, took the step to become, you know, to journey towards being life partners. Uh, How did you know it was her for you? Through um, observation, through just, you know, group interactions. You know, yeah. Sometimes um, you t- can tell a lot about people in a group setting when they yes. don't know that you are perhaps observing them. Yeah, it's the truth. we do that, I've done and that. And I'm sure it was vice versa. Yeah. And I think that that so showed that she's a really generous, outward-looking, compassionate sort of person, and that was really important for me. Yeah, someone that I could journey with, who would, um, yes, value the home, but also know that our hearts are bigger to embrace other people. Mm. Yeah, and as it turned out, you know, God obviously has a sense of humor and knew that. So the first time we went on as a kind of a date I suppose yeah. in fact we were on our way to leaders <laughs> leaders meeting yeah we decided we'll stop in a local place a cafe on the way to, yeah. to the, the venue for um, um, quick lunch yes so we're sitting on two seater by the window and we just barely started 
and we had a tap on the uh, window. window and it was the uh, youth leader oh. who was also on the way there. Obviously, he didn't. He was you know, oblivious to the whole thing. So he thought, oh, I'll come in. And he pulled up the chair oh. and said, oh, what are you doing? Whatever. Oh. And then as we were talking, another two young leaders walked past and tapped, whatever. And at that point, we decided that's how it's going to be for our life. We'll, God will our table to, will always be bigger this, than two. That's right. Just open our hearts and our homes to whoever. And it has been so, and it's been great. Really I've got to find out where you live. Yeah, you're always welcome. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> that's beautiful. No, I mean, that's lovely. So um, you worked out the courage to ask her to marry you? Yes, yes. Um, a bit of planning because I, we did that in Sydney at the Hillsong Conference. Good place, good place to do it. Yes, yeah. I wasn't as courageous as another youth pastor who did it, drop on his knees on the stage. I wasn't quite that confident. What was missing? The stage or, or the, the knees? Or? No, no, um, the stage fright. The stage fright, yes. Uh, or the confidence that I'll yeah. get a, a resounding yes. Yeah, imagine if she said no. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, so in those days, the meeting goes on for the whole week, and it's okay. really quite tiring. So, from past experience, we had kind of decided. This is the Hillsong Conference. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And stadium, big, big stadium, massive, massive groups. Yeah. Um, in those Noisy, days, no allocated sweating. seating, so you crap, you, cr- you sort of queue from four or five p.m. for the night service, and it's just crazy. Yeah. And, and people you'd have by to Friday, walk for hours. That's right. And yeah, and by by the end of it, people have the group sick and coughing and all that because it's usually July and winter. As and well. you yell out and that's you right, sing. That's and right. You... So we decided, no, we'll just have the Wednesday night off just to chill and you know be more sensible, which we had agreed before. Yeah. And ha, that's good. Because <laughs> oh, as it, I love that. Because <laughs> as it turned, as got turned out, it was the seventh of July, and that was exactly twelve months from when we said we will journey together or you know yes made the show agreed all, everything seemed good from the first agreement yes from the first agreement so i planned dinner at a nice place and on the way back in the train because we went back the other stayed on somewhere she said you know what i feel really tired why don't we just get takeaway and go back to where we were we're gonna stay <laughs> that would have ruined the plan i saw the my plans crumbling <laughs> and i said no nice to go out you know well you know it's really cold and it's tired we just could you know we just chill in our you know you know casual whatever and i thought no no this no this is not happening this is not happening (laughs) anyway finally managed to persuade her to go so we went had a nice dinner um and then we walked along where the opera house was not circular key that's a beautiful and we got to that spot when you had the beautiful backdrop of both the the bridge and the um opera house opera house is sort of when i one of the most beautiful places in the world yeah so it was really special but the thing is did you nail no i didn't nail (laughs) i didn't even have a ring oh Yes. Back then it didn't matter really. Well, I it? had kind of odd, but it wasn't available anyway. It doesn't matter. So I figured, well, if she says yes with our ring, it's pretty it's good. It's powerful. <laughs> it's pretty good. And thankfully she did say yes. <laughs> so what did you say to her? Do you remember? Not exactly, but I said something about um, our hearts coming together and just journeying together um, in Christ and have this kingdom sort of focus something of that sort and that we'll journey together um and was she you know prepared to do that or 
something like that. I can't remember. It was inspired, I think. <laughs> I haven't been able to repeat rehearsed. that. Rehearsed. <laughs> Very well rehearsed. Um, but uh, yeah, she understood what I meant and said yes, so it was great. Was it a huge relief? Uh, yes, it was. I think joy was the most, yeah. uh, you know, pronounced uh, emotion. So when you shared that with your mom, oh, she was overjoyed. It was quite late, obviously, the yeah. event, um, but we did ring her. And then this, this, this youth leader who came in, you know, with he and then three, two others. We were sort of like the core youth team yes. then. They, they were the only three who who knew, apart from mum that I was going to do it that night. So you told your mom that you will propose to her before? Yeah. Yes. That is very honorable. Yeah. And I, that I, is I, and I asked um, her parents' permission to, before we left for Sydney. Oh, yeah. that is absolutely beautiful. Very so, honoring. So, um, so they were waiting by the phone <laughs> to see whether I called. And then, because there was a bit of a delay and we had to find a taxi, at that time there was no Uber, yeah. uh, taxi back to the, venue, uh, to the hotel, um, where the group was staying, oh, they were like, oh, what's happening? And so they decided to ring. And then as it turned out, Mabel had my phone because for, I was reaching for something, the wallet or something. And then so she answered and they were like, oh, hi. And Mabel did it. Oh, what's happening? Because she didn't know that they yes. kind of were expecting. So there was a bit of an awkward because they yeah. didn't know whether yeah. it was she a yes knew, or a no. Yes. Yes. Did it happen? Is it still yeah. happening? That's right. That's right. But it was all yeah. Turned out well. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Uh, and I think to me the fact that you uh, told your mum and included her in this process shows how much you honoured her, loved yeah. her, and cared about this journey. You didn't want to go on this journey on yeah. your own. Oh no. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, I did the same. Mm. When I went to ask Raluca for, my, uh, for her hand, mm. I went to mom mm. and I said, Mom, I'm going to go and ask Raluca to marry me. Mm. Would you give me the blessing? Because my dad had passed away. Yes, some, only yeah. my mom was yes. alive. And I knelt and she laid hands on me. Mm. And she pronounced a beautiful prayer. Yeah. And she really prayed in the spirit, yes. powerful prayer. Yeah. And then I went and I asked. See it all, you yeah. all the confidence fired and fired up. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to me, that was very powerful. But let me tell you something, to her, it was just as powerful. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, to be part of that journey yes. was awesome. And uh, she wasn't much of a public speaker. But at my wedding, she held the most amazing, you know, speech, yes. which was powerful. That's interesting because um, um, at our wedding as well, um, many people from different sectors of life, um, yeah. from marketplace, and she actually said that mum's speech was the best. Yeah. yeah. There's something yeah. powerful that unlocks in the spiritual realm yeah. when we honor That's the parents. Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe, I, I don't think at the time I did realize, but looking back now, I see it more and more. Mm, mm. And uh, that is absolutely powerful and beautiful. And also just, just the extension of that, I mean, mum's now with the Lord. Um, so in clearing some of her things, I came across these um, notes and journals she wrote, which I never knew she did. Yeah. And, you know, some of it referred to... Our journey as well. Wow. It's just really precious. 
Yeah, yeah. you treasure those. Mm, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you look back, you think, "Thank God I had the awareness to to journey with her as well, yes, not to yeah. not to be selfish or not That's to be right. self centered." Exactly. You yeah. can so easily miss. That's right. You know That's the right. important, yeah. especially for her. I mean, you and your brother were her life. That's right. Yeah. So she she lived in a sense mm. through you as well. That's right. Yeah. I mean, later on we sort of talked to you know whether what about whether you know she why she didn't remarry whether she said well no it's not she didn't really have the uh, that wasn't that important yeah. for her for her to still sort of see the two. My mum was quite young when she was a widow yeah. as well. Like she never remarried. Yeah. And. Uh, we respected her for that yes, more. Yeah, it's an extraordinary sacrifice. Yeah, she could have, you know, she she lived another life afterwards. In fact, she could have had a longer marriage the second time around yes. than the first one. Yes, yeah. But no, she just yeah. chose to remain, uh, mm. you know, single. And she looked after us mm. and she looked after her grandchildren as well, mm. which was just magnificent. Amazing. That's why all the grandkids loved her to, yeah. to pieces, which is nice. Wow. Um, Dr. Hawke, what is the shift you'd like to make in your little patch of time here on Earth? Because, I mean, I mean we, we, we think that we're going to live forever. The reality yeah. is we <laughs> don't. Right. You see, you see, you're at, at the forefront That's of all that. You're in the trenches. Yes. Yeah. But there's a shift that the Lord has given you to make. Do you know that shift? I think the shift is an expression of what is the essential. To me, the essential, essential, if you ask me what it's about, is for me, is an application of Genesis 128, you know, be fruitful, multiply, and have mastery, in terms of being a great, as good a steward of what puts in our hands and yes. in our hearts for the kingdom. And so for me, if someone was asked me what is my one line in Kingdom Mission, it would be to, as I've mentioned and alluded to before, is to come alongside young people to help them discover and develop their potential for in and for Christ. Yeah. So um, going from doing a lot of the stuff as you know, a youth leader, what a pastor so on, now is really be as the Holy Spirit leads to input into key leaders yes. so that they can have a multiplication effect very other centered yeah so very um trying to be as focused with the limited resources that i have what's in my hand yes to be more much more focused and targeted on that yeah That's i really every time i read um acts 13 36 where it say it'll be described that David served God's purpose in his generation. That always gets me. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> that in my small way, I serve God's purpose in my generation. Yeah. Um, because that together with the Hebrews 12.1, you know, the great cloud of witnesses cheering yeah. us on in our small little time, patch of time here. It's extraordinary, isn't it? That yeah. you know, Abraham and Moses and David are cheering us on. Mind-boggling. <laughs> I love that scripture. And, I, I often preach on that yeah. because I think it's just tremendous. It's another dimension of encouragement. Absolutely. And the other part that gets me is at the end of that faith chapter in Hebrew 11 where it says, and these and all the others 
They didn't they, receive it. They didn't receive it, and they will only be complete and fulfilled because of us yeah. when we do our little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's just mind-boggling. We have we have it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Massive. So the shift is really a shift of expression of sh- the, the essential is still the same. That yes. Vision, but the shift is to be even far more targeted, both here um, and overseas, wherever, to yeah. to really focus on key individuals for whatever season. Yeah. Some may be short, some may be yeah. long term, but however God leads. I, I think that's beautiful because a lot of the times as we do engage in God's assignment here, uh, we often think of numbers and we have measures and, you know, in earthly terms. That's right. Uh, we want to go and preach, you know, stadiums that's and right. masses exactly. and evangelisms yeah. and millions of people to come to Christ. Yes. But in reality, that's not the measure, the true measure. The no. true measure is that fallen person on the side of the road. He is someone's son or someone's daughter mm. and he needs restoration. That's right. And if you can stop at that one person and value them and love them with the love mm. of Jesus, mm. it's just as important as, you know, reaching thousands of people through another medium. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's obedience. Yes. Um, one of my things, and it will probably may be a little bit controversial, but I just, I'll just float it because it is actually an expression of what we've been talking about is, I mean, in certainly in my faith journey, the teaching has been you know evangelism, then discipleship. But somehow, as I journey in my faith journey, I seem to think it's actually all discipleship. You're right. Because I disagree with that as well. Because even if I, I think evangelism come, is part of discipleship, that's right, exactly. you disciple from day one. That's right. Because exactly. Jesus said, if you find a person of peace, yes, stay there. That's right. Yeah. So disciple. That's what that's what the introduction to discipleship is. Good. We share more than uh, yeah. Bible style. Yeah, well, yeah. good. That's no, good. I, I agree. No, I, because because for me then it's like if I just have five minutes with this, you know, the the person at the counter or whatever, I want to make that five minutes count. Yeah. I may not see him or her again. That's but right. At least make that count, and for the next person to come and so on. Yeah. Um, Leave a mark on them. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that's important. You create a shift. You create a shift. You raise a question. That's you right. touch them. Yes. There's a you know, because you carry the presence of God. Mm. Make it felt. Yes. Make it tangible. Make it real. Yeah. One one of my favorite. Uh, Many talk, favorites. Yeah. One, one, one of my favorite things to do, Nathaniel, is actually to go to a cafe and we'll be having. And the Holy Spirit identify, you know that couple there, the, uh, go and pay for their bill, but don't Wonderful. tell them. I love doing that. Yeah. Where, you know, within my sure. capacity. And what is good about what that? What cafe is this? <laughs> <laughs> Any cafe. <laughs> Whatever. As the Holy Spirit, right? It doesn't always happen, but... <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good friends with the Holy Spirit. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Does it have to be a couple? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> But what is really good, what really matters, is not is about blessing them, but they will not know who it is. But what yes. speaks is the the cashier, yeah. the waitress or yes. the waiter. Yes. They'll often say, oh, do you know them? No, I don't. Yeah. And they'll say, why are you doing it? I say, because God's, showing God's love. Yeah. Just as he loves you. That's it, you and messed them up. You messed them up. And then like, see you later, we're going. <laughs> they don't see that. Yeah, so I love doing that. Yeah. I love doing that sort of thing. You know what Little I've done once? I went, to, I went to the market and um, he was closing. 
you know, just one little market down the yeah. road here. And it was that hour when everything shuts down. And I'm just quickly grabbing the things yeah. before they put them in the cool room. Yeah. So I'm getting uh, all these veggies and fruit. And uh, he said, I'll give you a discount because, you know, it's the last sort of thing. Mm. So he would say, make it $2, make it $1, make it. In yeah. the end, it was like, I don't know, um, $16, 50 yeah. He goes, make it 15 Yeah. I said, make it 20 Yeah. He said, no, make it 15 I said, no, 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 make it 20 yes. Yeah. And then he goes, it just what what are you who are you mm. you know yeah all of a sudden he wasn't in the till anymore, <laughs> that's right you know because right. they're very fast that's you right. know yeah. he wasn't uh, he spoke eight languages wow. he stopped the queue was behind me yeah. for about three four minutes he chatted with me mm. yeah and he said come back come back i want to talk to you yeah someday. so do you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah uh, uh, yeah, five dollars. Talk, talk about money well spent. I know the best five dollars I ever spent. <laughs> no, exactly. You know? I mean, what he gave me was worth a lot more anyway. Yeah. But it's just you know the the shock, the shock you create. Mm. You disrupt. That's right. The usual, the exactly. comfortable. That's right. And we are a disruptive mob. Exactly. We should yeah. be disruptive. That's right. That's we right. should challenge people to the core. That's right. And we can challenge people through love. Through love. We don't have do, to challenge them, you know, right. with a punch. Exactly. It's more powerful in doing yeah. in humility and just in love. Yeah, when you, it really messes people up. It does. Yeah. For good. That's beautiful. I yeah, love this. I love this. And it's good that, you know, we've got so much more in common than both heads, as you said. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, there's, there's so much in, in this and we're learning so much from you but oh, I think you. you know developing and uh, helping people discover and developing their lives and gifting yes. and going deep for them for others yes. is a is a beautiful thing because this is not you know this is a service this is a ministry yes. yeah. because if they run with that they can fulfill their potential absolutely which is yeah. beautiful Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. It's been great. Well, friends, ladies, gentlemen, young people, what a what a tremendous story uh, from Dr. Hok Chow. I don't know what what you're up to these days and how much you're investing in other people, but you know, to live for others is a massive, massive fulfillment, a joy, and also a responsibility. Are you helping others discover their calling? Are you helping others develop their calling? Are you assisting, serving, and uh, doing your part to make a shift in people's life here in this patch of history that you enjoy as a gift from God. Think about that. What are you doing with what you got in your hands? And whatever it is in your hands the Lord has given you, you have a responsibility to steward it well for His kingdom. I pray that you do that, and I pray that a shift has occurred in your life from today's episode. Do come back in a week's time. We will have fresh content for you. And in the meantime, if you love this content, do give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Comment, rate this uh, podcast and share it. Share the good news with other people. Let them hear these beautiful stories. Let them be inspired and lifted up to a higher ground. Because everybody wins when, when they're lifted up, when they're encouraged, they, when they experience joy. So thanks again for joining us at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, 
Every story is worth sharing, including yours.